this podcast, it focuses on dissecting our intersecting identities in correlation to where we are socially located and how our developmental adolescent years and upbringing have shaped our engagement and understanding of self-compassion. In this interview-based podcast, we'll be exploring individuality with an intersectional lens and dive into how our unique positionalities and identity has shaped the relationship we have with compassion and why self-compassion is a taboo engagement within the context of Western societies. Hi everyone, my name is Jen and I'll be your host of Compassion and Company. This is our pilot episode of the series. My whole idea around this podcast is to use it actually as a platform to gain research about um, a book idea that I had, which is around how people engage with self-compassion and what that looks like for them, depending on their um, identity as well as social location within society. So within this podcast, we're going to be going over themes such as misogyny, uh, heteronormativity, gender-based differences, white supremacy, and how all those things inform and affect the way we understand and engage with self-compassion. Here, I just want to have really organic and honest conversations, and I'm really looking forward to bringing people on of all backgrounds and learning more about them. Um, And I hope you guys all enjoy the podcast. So thank you so much. All right. Well, welcome to episode one of Compassion and Company. Thank you. I'm here with Joe Oguni, a dear friend of mine. I've known him since I was a kid. We went to elementary school together, and he's actually a local R&B artist in Vancouver. So, Joe, tell us a little more about yourself. Of course. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I make R&B music, mostly something very similar to like Toronto vibes, like Weekend, as you may. Mm -hmm. Um, Something like that. I started making music a few years back and I've just been running with it since. So got an album coming out soon, which will be exciting. Hopefully uh, we can uh, play some of that stuff later. Yeah. No copyrights. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. All right, well, let's just dive right in. So what does compassion mean to you? That's a great question. Um, I remember when you first asked me, I didn't really know. I guess compassion, I have an understanding of compassion. I feel like it's um, maybe it's like love. Maybe it's acceptance. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like kindness to yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like an umbrella term for like empathy, sympathy to have yeah. com- like you can have compassion for yourself. You can have compassion for others. Right. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I think. <laughs> and how like how do you practice self-compassion? Like what does that actually look like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I practice compassion or self-compassion when. Mm. Again, this is a hard question to ask um, or to answer. I would think that after a long day of just like working and maybe just sitting at my computer, like making music all day, like I will enjoy like a bottle of wine or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I'll I'll take some time off. I'll I'll steam off. Um, Sometimes I hit the booze maybe a little bit too hard. So like (laughs) there's a line. I don't know if that is self-compassion or just just binge drinking like an outdoor. I don't know if that's like okay. Well, you know, I think we all do it differently, right? Yeah. 
it's probably not just the drinking for you. Like, it's probably also just like that environment and having that time to decompress, like you said, yeah. right? I think so, so too. I think it's just, yeah, for sure. It's like everything that it is, like turning on a movie or something like that and just like winding down. Yeah. Like, especially with like this going on, like it'd be nice to like go to a bar with like some friends and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. You can't do that right now, of course. But so it's mostly just been like chilling at my house, like I'm ever like, turning on a movie or something like that, yeah. enjoying myself, sort of thing. So totally. Yeah, that's how I probably would show self compassion. Totally. I'm gonna ask you the question again, a little differently. Okay. As a person of color yeah. within your industry, how do you show yourself self compassion? Hmm. I would say. I mean, the music that I make, I feel like is, well, first off, I just think that like the music industry or like the landscape is just so open to everyone. Like mm-hmm. it's such a creative and open space over the past like 20, I don't know about 20, maybe like the past like 10, five years. You know what I mean? Like it's been so accepting of, you know, people of color, um, gay people, trans people. So it's been pretty, it's been a good open space compared mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, like 30 years ago where if it's like, if you were a gay artist, like you're an anomaly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, well, here's our gay artist, you know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. now it's like, it's more normal, I guess it's more accepting thanks yeah. to like whatever artists and like the just, just changing times, I guess. So like, I don't think it affects me as much, I don't think. How I show my self-compassion with music, I would say, I mean, making music and listening to itself is like, it feels good for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I could be stressed out in the day. And like, if I listen to my own music, like, mm-hmm. I feel really good and it like de stresses me. So, like, in a way, mm-hmm. like, it's like this cool cycle that I get to like make as well as like contribute to as well as like benefit from, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's really poetic. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, wow, that's really amazing. Oh, man, you appreciate that. Yeah. Um, like what about you though how would you show self-compassion like after you know you because you do some tough work with like you know working with children at you or at risk sorry yeah and you know it's your job to listen to them and try to make sure that they're okay but you know inevitably you take on a lot of their stress right like it's Mm -hmm. hard not to and like if you come home like it's one of those things like if you're a police officer and you come home like how do you de-stress and like unwind from that kind of stuff you know totally and just for the viewers out there, I am a practicing child and youth care worker. So I often work in um, group home settings, working with youth who are experiencing um, multiple barriers within their life that are causing them some type of distress or really just disadvantage at life. Um, so, to answer your question, how I practice self-compassion, I do it in a lot of ways. I do it yeah. through movement, a lot with yoga. Mm. Um, that's a big way that I show myself gratitude totally. and kind of just thanks for, you know, my body, my brain, everything. It does a lot, you know, right. so. It is helpful. A lot of people go on like runs or something like that or just like mm-hmm. work out after like a long, hard yeah. day. Like, I don't know how people like will go running at like 9 p.m. at night. Crazy, like, totally. But like, it helps out a lot of people, right? Yeah, like, that's a thing yeah. that people do, would do to de-stress, which is. And I think it's worth it to make the time for that, right? Yeah. And yeah. It's it's a really important daily practice that we all should have, but sometimes we're not always that yeah. aware if we're doing it or not. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. And what I wanted to ask you was, 
what is your thoughts on like the difference between stress or sorry de-stressing i guess mm -hmm. and like self-compassion because right now like when you ask me that question my brain instantly goes to how do i de-stress mm. you know what i mean when i hear how do you like show yourself my it just like translate that it just translates to that for me yeah and am i wrong to think that you know what i mean like is that is there a fine line i don't think you're wrong i no. think that's one way because considering the world we live in is a lot about productivity right and I think with productivity and the amount we're doing in a day comes stress. And I think self-compassion means giving yourself love. And maybe for you, that means love is de-stressing. You know, maybe there's some correlation between that. Yeah. So. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, that's how my brain would go. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't talk about compassion that often. I feel like it's a, like, I, even when you ask other people about it, they're like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, well, it's a it's, it's a thing. taboo topic, and that's mm -hmm. kind of why I wanted to bring light to it. Because even it first came up for me when I was in uh, therapy, <laughs> and my my counselor was like, "Oh, how do you practice self compassion?" Mm -hmm. And I just froze. I was like, "I, I don't know. What do you mean by that?" It really kind of, you know. I had to take a step back from it and really yeah. think about that and reflect like, whoa, like how do I do that? And ever since I've just had this like curiosity around it and right. hence why we're here having this conversation. <laughs> right, about it. So shout out yeah. to the uh, counselor for that. Yeah. Thank she you. She has a co-writer. She's a co for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I hope that answers your question though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you another question. Yeah. Was there a moment when you realized that there was a need for self-compassion? Like, you truly needed it. Ooh, definitely. I would say going through, I would say, like, I remember graduating, like, when we were, at, we were out in Salisbury and you were there. Yeah. So much happened, right? We had yeah. finished up my school. Like, I ended up, like, my relationship with my with my partner uh, ended. So yeah. it was just so much going on where it felt like everything I knew was just kind of like crumbling away and it yeah. felt like a new beginning at the same time. But I mean, deep down you always know that like once you break up with something or once you finish school, once you get laid off from a job, like you're gonna sit in that feeling and like mm -hmm. revel in it um, regardless of like how unhealthy it is. And mm -hmm. I remember like when all this happened, like I took some time to just like, I gave myself a few days and be like, you can you know wow. enjoy that extra piece of i don't know like pizza or whatever the fuck it is you know yeah. I mean? like it's okay but um i think <laughs> in those times it's kind of like that's yeah. when i'm like i can show myself a little bit more like yeah. self-love i guess yeah. like when it's like extra hard but so for you it's kind of just like relinquishing a bit like yeah. you're kind of like okay for example you said you're gonna you know grab a slice of pizza like that's just you kind of moving that boundary or whatever yeah. kind of like framework that you have around exactly diet or whatever so. and you're just like hey you know what like a little bit more pizza. today it's fine <laughs> yeah i would say so i would say so okay. i don't know i mean but, i don't have like i don't have like as you should like i don't really like do yoga or like do anything like that so like my mm -hmm. day is so regular Mm -hmm. Like, I'll wake up and, like, maybe I'll, like, right now at least, like, I'll be doing job applications. And then throughout the day, I don't know, maybe go to the gym. But, like, that's, I don't see that as a part of, like, my self-compassion. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm at the gym be like, yeah. this is my time to de-stress. I'm like, no, this is, like, part of my daily schedule to make mm -hmm. sure that, like, I'm on top of this kind of shit. And if I don't do it, then I feel shitty. 
So it's yeah. not like, and maybe that's part of like productivity as well. Like, I don't know, but yeah. it's usually at the end of the day where I'm like, well, I've had, I try to get to the point where like I do enough in the day. So at night I can allow myself to be like, let's just mm-hmm. chill right now. Because yeah. if I just wake up at like 2 PM and I don't do anything, I just watch TV and then that night I feel a little bit more like harder on myself if that makes mm-hmm. sense I'm like what the fuck did I do today so mm-hmm. I don't know it's like I almost like I don't know do you, do you think that productivity compromises self-compassion or vice versa I think it gets in the way of it for sure I think it's uh it's hard not to um because like productivity for me it can be like success it can be it could be anything from like landing a job to making a million dollars to even you know going out for a walk after let's say like a close mm. family member passes away like yeah. you know what I mean it's just like there's mm. so many different like magnitudes of it um oh, and it I depends like on the day I think I think oh, it totally yeah. depends on the day but 100%. um does it affect how I show self-compassion I think it does yeah and I don't know you know what I mean that's just like I think that's just how we were raised you know, mm-hmm. maybe, but I mean, yeah. it does. For me, it does, at least. And how were you raised? That was a good question. I was like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was really good. Um, Thank you. That was a good um, <laughs> switch up there. Um, how was I raised? I was raised, like, I don't know, just like a regular, I would say, like, pretty regular, like, Japanese household, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I have, like, very defining like characteristics like growing up like I didn't have religion in my family mm-hmm. um I was raised by like my mother like like cause my dad was always in Japan and stuff like that but like I don't know but at the same time like it's not like I lacked a father role cause like my mm-hmm. dad was there like every now and then like I would see him and shit like that mm-hmm. and it wasn't like resentful or something like that like I guess like mm-hmm. in some situations like people could be a little bit upset but at the same time like yeah. he was doing it and like this is all happening so I could be here Mm-hmm. So it's like, I understood that. And totally. you can't be like upset wow. about that stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. the, it's sacrifices made for that kind of stuff. So yeah. I was always just like, I, didn't, I don't know. I think it was a pretty that. normal upbringing, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like my surroundings go, like a pretty West Fan life, I would say, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's kind of what my upbringing was. I yeah. Think. So like upper middle class, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, yeah. Upper middle class for sure. And like, I knew people who were definitely, like, upper, upper class. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I have friends who have lived in fucking nice houses, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. I definitely had my one foot in that way. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I would come home and, like, I live in an apartment right now, but it's still a nice apartment and shit. Yeah. And I would definitely, no, this is still upper middle class for sure. I would definitely consider it upper middle class, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Totally. How do you think showing self-compassion would change if you were in a different um, like if your family was in a different income bracket, like if you were yeah. experiencing poverty or just of a lower socioeconomic status? Oh man, that's a good question. I mean, I really don't, I think it would like be, depends on like the access that I would have. Like mm. if I can't afford Netflix, well then I can't watch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, if no, I can't. That's very true. Yeah. You're right. So like, it depends really. I don't know, man. Like I try to think about it like a, from like an economic standpoint. Um, you know, if I'm being raised by a single mother 
living in like a one bedroom apartment with like four mm-hmm. or five siblings it's like do i have that space to even like do self-compassion like on a, at a solo level yeah. like, i don't know if i would and so like maybe self-compassion would be like yeah uh, getting out of the house maybe it'd be like hanging out with my friends or just like chilling with my family mm-hmm. like having my mom there maybe at the end of the day after work totally. i don't know it's like and it's it's probably hard to also picture what self-compassion would look like without your already in place routine and structure right like taking that away what's there yeah no totally it's like Mm -hmm. so like everything that you know right Mm -hmm. so that's a good question that's a hard Mm -hmm. these are good questions host jennifer miles (laughs) (laughs) um i have another question um i thought of this a little earlier but how did your parents show self-compassion like growing up did you ever see them doing that oh I don't think so. <clears throat> yeah. Probably not. No. And like we talked about this like with your dad and it's like the same thing. It's like, yeah. I don't think he had the chance to. Like he was no. like, I think my dad just like hustled and like made money so he could like get a better life for himself. So it's like mm-hmm. the amount of life that he's lived by the time that he was 23, like compared to me, wow. is like so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like because he grew up in a different time, I think he's like had to hustle almost. And it's like yeah. because he like made it. Like, I was able to live this life. Like, I don't have to hustle as hard. And, like, I will have food at the end of the day. So, it's, like, mm. I have so much more opportunity to, like, sh- you know what I mean? Like, I have yeah. the time to show, so, like, self-compassion. It's, well, like... It's, yeah, more space for self-compassion way in more space your life. For self-compassion in my life. It's insane. It's a fucking luxury. I feel like maybe in some sense, like, self-compassion, it's, like, it is a luxury for some people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. Well, I think it's how you practice it, too. Yeah. Like, some people obviously depending on their socioeconomic status, but there's going to be ways that they they practice it and that may be more accessible and maybe they are someone who's, you know, working two jobs and has kids and maybe they're still finding a way to do that. But, I mean, we're going to need their voice to know that. No, totally. totally <laughs> it's for sure. hard to speak on their behalf because we really can't. I but. agree. I agree. It's so hard. It's so different. And, like, I'm in no position to, like, even, like, try to, like, Imagine, you know, because yeah. I, mean? like, I have no idea. No, yeah, um, no. We need, we need, definitely. We'll, hopefully, we'll get some guests that will be able to tell us. Yes, be <laughs> <laughs> all types of people. Um, yeah, these are good questions. They have to yeah, they're hard to answer, dude. Uh, sorry, I'm not trying, <laughs> I'm not trying to grill you too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's very thought provoking. Um, okay, let's go on to to gender. Okay. How does your gender inform the way you show self-compassion? Oh, man, these are good questions. These are hard questions because every time you say compassion and self-compassion, like, my brain has to, like, reroute and be like, what, what is she saying? Why, why is that? <laughs> um, wait, sorry, what? Why is that? I don't know. It's just, like, I don't know. I guess, like, self-compassion is, like, so abstract to me, but, like, I kind of know what you're saying. It's like, Yeah, right. Um... Just trying to that get your bearings. Job. Yeah, dude, you got yeah. me. You got me for sure. And um, I don't know. Give me an example. Like, how would, like, let's say, like, what do you think? Like, how would a female or, like, how would gender affect self-compassion, do you think? Like, a white cis male compared to, like, a white mm-hmm. cis female. Like, what do you think? How would they? Well, I think masculinity mm. has a part in that. Mm. And kind of just gender roles and to me, self-compassion kind of also means um, confronting and accepting emotion and predominantly within our society that hasn't been always accessible right. for males because of 
the body that they're born into. Mm. Um, so I definitely practice self-compassion differently. And for me, it feels a little more natural. But again, I'm talking from my perspective and my seat where, no, totally, you know, totally. I just think gender would have a, a big influence on that. Yeah. Because just agree. the roles that we play in society and men predominantly in the past haven't been as open to sharing emotion. Yeah, you're totally right. And that reminds me actually something just because you brought that up. I was doing the music video shoot the other day mm-hmm. and somebody brought this female blouse. Or like, I guess it was a blouse for females and it was by Celine. And it was like this tight, like, I don't even know if it was a blouse. I don't even know what a blouse is. It was like a tight sweater basically. Yeah. It was like a female. It was like deep cut and everything. And they were like, yeah, I wear this. And I wore it. And it felt so good. You know, like, I felt liberated. And I'm like, yeah. I want to buy this. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's so obviously so tight on me. But it's like, it just felt good. I just remember, like, thinking, like, I'm going to steal this sweater. Like, I don't know who's this is, <laughs> taking it. Like, it just felt so good, you know? And it was so obviously not for men. But, like, it's kind of cool so, to see. It just feel, it just felt good, I guess. You know, it's yeah. kind of cool. So, okay. I don't know. Is that self-compassion? Like, no. It's like kind of... Self-expression. Is that self-compassion to you? Oh, fuck. Yes, I would yes. say so. I would say so. Yeah. Because when I make a song, at least for me, it's like if I'm not being as honest as I can in the song and like if mm-hmm. I can come up with like a cool lyric where like I reveal something about myself that I didn't even know of. Mm-hmm. Let's say like I'm just like singing and like some lyrics just come to me and I say it. I'm like, fuck, like I didn't know that that's how it felt. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know that part of me. Yeah. So like in that sense, I'm like, fuck, that's like a cool little caveat of myself yeah. that I just kind of almost unlocked and like that happened in the moment when I was listening to the song and I felt that sound yeah. right? you know what I mean so yeah. there definitely are moments where I'm like fuck I feel good for saying that yeah. you know and I'm thankful for that and even when you wore that that shirt at the music video the other day like that oh, made you feel a certain way right it made me feel a certain way for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of you know, like it really did though like it didn't have to like mm-hmm. it's kind of it felt good like it felt like I didn't need to not that I feel like I act like I have to like conform to like talk or like masculinity and like I don't think I do like I'm sure in some senses I do that I don't I'm not aware of but in that moment like when I wear that it's like I don't I feel like I'm just free from all that stuff you know what I mean mm-hmm. and there's a level of like not giving a fuck that like if I walked out mm-hmm. like out of that apartment and like went to like a public space and people were looking I would like I would feel good like I know that mm-hmm. I like people would be like hmm that's odd that's yeah. like a female sweater on this male body and people would look and I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Like it felt good. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a liberating yeah. feel for me, at least when that happened, you know? So still looking for that sweater. And why do you think, um, maybe compared to other people that you're so comfortable in that? Cause that's, that's a hard thing to do to kind of go against, um, the set out kind of binary, yeah. especially with, you know, what people wear based on gender. <clears throat> Totally. Like, how do you think you can just go out and be so organic in yourself? I don't know. I think it's, like, self-love. Like, I do. Yeah, <laughs> so you like, do practice self-compassion. I guess I do. I guess I do. I try to be as comfortable and, like, honest with myself as possible. I think that's, like, a great first step. Mm-hmm. It's, like, um, it's a hard thing to do. Like, you got to yeah. practice that every day. And, like, hopefully I just, I've been doing that right. So, yeah. yeah. Do you think you got that from your parents and your upbringing? Oh, man, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's, like, as a result of how they did that, like, it was almost, like, I've always been into, like, not going the way that other people have. Mm. I think it comes from my brother. Like, growing up, like, my brother was just, like, an all-star, like, player. You know what I mean? Like, sports and, like, 
especially in like the 2000s where like like if you have you seen like American Pie recently uh, I know those movies I've, just like I've, I've seen I've ones. seen some stuff, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or not <laughs> shows or like, no <laughs> yeah. movies yeah that's but like it. <laughs> just like general culture of just yes, like okay. oh it's like the jock culture and it was like so predominant and yeah. like that's, and you just rejected that? It's like I grew up with it and like people were like, that's sick. This is so cool. And I'm like, well, like, I guess, I don't know, in a certain way, like, I always wanted to rebel. It's like, growing up, I always felt like I would live in my brother's shadows. Mm. And as a result of that, I was being like, well, like, let me make my own identity. And like, wow. I guess I found that through like... I remember, like, dropping out of sports and shit, like, grade 8, because, like, growing up, I, like, played all these sports. And, like, I'm glad I did. I'm glad my parents put me through that, because, like, it's so fun. And, like, I had that, you know, experience, which is great. Um, yeah. But then there was, like, a big thing for me when I was, like, fuck sports. I'm going to drop out of sports and then just, like, make music. And, like, mm-hmm. I made a band and shit. And, like, that was, like, a cool thing for me. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, my parents weren't happy about that. So, like, I don't yeah. think it was, like, my parents were, like, actively encouraging me to, like, find my own way. It's more yeah. like they were trying to, like, get me on a certain path. And I was like, that's not for me. So, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So, do you, would you say, like, connecting with your true self is the way you show self-compassion? I think so. I think it's a good start. I think you're better suited to get close to showing self-compassion if you are comfortable with yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in the first place. Do you think someone could show self-compassion if they were living inauthentically what do you mean by inauthentic what do you mean by that like maybe just not true to themselves like maybe they're on like one of those paths that you were on before and it just wasn't for them and it's not what they truly wanted to do do you think they can still practice self-compassion i think you can that's funny you say that okay so let's say i didn't um, do what I did and like yeah. I just played sports I'm sure there'd be moments where if I like was in my room by myself I would just like put on a sweater a female sweater yeah. and maybe listen to like some fucking K-pop yeah. you know what I mean and maybe to me that is like so liberating mm. you know what I mean so like maybe hidden though it won't be as open so like maybe in a way like I would but like it'd be super kept under the dark like guilty almost but I don't know that's that's what I think I would probably how I would do it I don't know that makes me think of like stages like do you think there's I don't know, like stages to getting to who you are. And then with that, there's stages to getting to a certain level of self-compassion. Fuck, man, these are good questions. I, uh, <laughs> sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> well, it just that reminded me of how you spoke about it was that there seems to be like stages that we get to within our identity and who we are. Right. And are there also stages that kind of correlate with that of self-compassion, maybe at each step? Right. And how it just changes. I don't know if that question was more wordy than No, than no, I think I get what you're saying though. Like I'm sure it takes time. Yeah. And like that depends on like the culture that you brought up in, like how your parents raise you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure high school had a big thing for me where like well like schooling is an easy yeah. way to categorize phases in your life because it's like at first like people are like, Oh, you're elementary school now, so you kinda like you're young. High school comes around, there's a new set of expectations. Yeah. There's new opportunities to, like, meet new people. There's new opportunities to um, join new things and, like, kind of, like... You don't really have, like, drama class. You don't have, like, art classes or, like, these more niche clubs that you can join in elementary mm-hmm. school. You know what I mean? It's more just, like, mm. this easy kind of, like, getting these kids through and just, like, I learned the fucking basics. Hopefully by the time you're 12, you're not a <laughs> fucking idiot and you can <laughs> add one plus one. And, like, if you can, like, that's great. If you can, like, chill, yeah. it's fine. You'll figure it out. But... Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, high school's an easy way to, like, throw a bunch of, like, prepubescent kids into a building together. Um, and they all know, like, what's cool and what's not cool. 
You know what I mean? So it's easy for kids to like stifle, I guess, maybe in a way, like their true authentic self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In a way. So I think high school was a big moment. It was an easy, like, to look back at least. I don't know what age it was, but I'm sure yeah. high school had a big part of my development. And I'm sure it has with a lot of totally. other people, too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. high school could be, like, such a hit or miss for some people. Mm-hmm. And it could be such a, um, a, like, a diving board for, like, who you will be, mm-hmm. depending on how your experience went. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that could be, like, a terrible thing, too. Like, awful things could have happened. Maybe it was great things, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think that's, but, you know, yeah. yeah. Huh. How do you think... You practice self-compassion when you're in high school. Fuck, man. That's a good question. I don't even know if I, like, knew what that meant, though. I'm sure, like, I Mm -hmm. didn't, though, to be honest. You know what I mean? It's like you had so many... Well, why don't we we break down self-compassion for a little bit? Okay. So... So we've talked about it's a way to de-stress. Okay, yeah. It's a way to show love. What else is it? What else is self-compassion? I would say giving yourself time for anything, whether that's to mm. grow, just like taking a moment to be like, it's okay. I think like mm-hmm. that's on a way like allowing yourself to be like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like taking do chill space. out, taking space and just mm-hmm. like creating that space for yourself. Like even mm-hmm. if you don't have that space, so maybe like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say so taking that time to be like, it's okay. Like whatever's happening. It's like, it's not the end of the world. So, like, give mm-hmm. yourself, like, some love, I guess. And I guess I guess that's just self-love. Yeah. I just brought that back to self-love. Yeah. Fuck, Yours really centers around self-love, it yeah. seems like. I think so. Yeah. And could compassion be hmm, setting up boundaries? It's a good question. And that's mm-hmm. a good, um, you're right. I think so. Maybe setting boundaries with certain people. Mm-hmm. No, but let's, you're right. Like, creating boundaries, I feel like... <laughs> Um, not being washed around, I feel like, and trying to cater towards everyone and yeah. creating boundaries for yourself. I'm sure like that's a great way to show self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And I'm so not like that because it's so hard for me to say no to people sometimes. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I feel like you got to stand up for yourself, which is... <laughs> and that's really good, though. And like, yeah. see, maybe that is another way you're practicing self-compassion. Yeah. yeah. How do you show self-compassion as a producer, as a musician, as an artist? I think it's trying to be like as authentic as possible. Um, trying to make sure that whatever you make, you gotta understand that other people are going to listen to and be affected by it. So it's like almost like, I mean, the way I see it, it's like almost my duty to try to be myself. Cause if I don't, then it's mm-hmm. like, there's no point in trying to make another um, like Justin Bieber baby. Sometimes it's like, well, how can I take this and make it a little bit more myself mm-hmm. so that the next person who listens to it can be like, whoa, like maybe they can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I am able to pull away and make it a little bit more authentic, I know that mm-hmm. like I will benefit from that as well yeah. because, you know. So authenticity. I think authenticity. Is self-compassion, is, yeah. I think so. I'm going to ask you something else. Yeah. Why do you think self-compassion is a taboo topic in our society. Do you think it is taboo? Hmm. I like how you're <laughs> deflecting that back onto me. I see what you're doing. I think it can be. I think it is. Um, and I say that 
because of the responses I've had from people when I ask them. Because most people don't know what to say. Like, they're just kind of like, they're kind of stunned for a second. They're taken back. And a lot of people have a hard time with it because I think it's really hard to show yourself kindness. Because I think a lot of people deal with that kind of critic in their head. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, and it's a lot easier to treat others with kindness than yourself. Because we're constantly wanting to be better. And sometimes I think we overstep our own boundaries. And we can be a little harmful to ourselves. And be a little too hard on ourselves. And I... It's like, it's also a practice, right? And what we've talked about today and what I feel like I realize now, and I guess before, but like productivity doesn't leave a lot of room always for self-compassion. And with our daily routines, like it's almost something we have to be consciously aware of to be applying. Maybe. I mean, maybe you can be doing it unconsciously, but I think it takes some level of awareness to actually do it and do it well. Well, Joe. <laughs> Joe Goody. I think it's been great to have you. It's been great being here. And, yeah. All right, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It's been a really great, just, journey already and it's only been one session and I'm just feeling really excited and happy about this so glad we can talk about these important topics and hopefully you gained something from this today and if you didn't I hope that you enjoyed my voice and what I had to say I don't know uh thanks so much